Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. going on everybody this is Andre J Benjamin and welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast I am your host good to hear from you good to see you hope that all is going well for you in this fine 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 day evening morning whatever time you find yourself listening to this episode so this episode I really want to dive into the concept of wanting you to prosper what do I mean by that the bible says that god wants for us to prosper even as our soul prospers and the whole drive behind why this podcast is started is to help people bring clarity to their lives um, get confidence in their capabilities and be able to execute on their god-given talents and abilities that that they fulfill their assignment that you be able to be poured out as a drink offering you be able to stand before the lord and say it is finished i have ran my course I know there's a crown prepared for me. I finished my race. I did what I was supposed to do. So first off, I was thinking about where people were at, and a lot of people that I run into are very discontent. And I think we can blame the discontentment on several things. Number one, not having a proper focus. Because whatever you focus your attention on, its spirit comes to live inside of you. Another person said that wherever your focus goes, that's where your energy flows. And it's true that if I'm focused on what I don't have and where I'm not at and the things that I haven't achieved yet, rather than looking at the places that I've been and how I've grown and letting that be my measurement, then I can find myself measuring and comparing myself to another. And that's one of the most foolish things that we can do is compare ourselves to another. Now, I know we're bombarded with social media that has its triggers that, you know, the interface is designed to basically keep us locked in and looped in. But we still have to make a deliberate and an intentional choice to be set apart, to guard our mind, to be able to guard our heart for out of it flows the issue of life. What do I mean? Checking and doing an inventory on how you feel based upon when you utilize different tools such as all the different social media. Insert whatever social media you want. When you get on you got to figure out what are you doing? What's your purpose? What is your, um, what is your business? What is your, what, what are you, what are you accomplishing? What is the commerce that you're engaging in? If you're just there to consume, then a lot of times that person who consumes is only going to find themselves discontent because they're measuring. So if we are focused on the right thing and we start to recognize, okay, wait a minute, it's not what I don't have, but what I do have going on, you know what? I'm set apart. I'm unique. I was conceived, and before I was even conceived in my mother's womb, God had a purpose for me. Jeremiah 1, right? He set you apart. He called you. He determined what your location would be. The Bible says, Acts 17, that he's the one that set the boundaries in place, that we would grope and reach out for one another, that we would come to work interconnected as a family. Psalm 68 says that he sets the lonely in families, so he picked the family that you would be in. He decided which family you'd be in, which womb you'd come through, who your parents were going to be. He decided your calling before you had a body, before you were even conceived, you were in God's heart. So this is very important to know because if you're going to be effective in the business that you're called to, the father's business, then you have to understand and have a confidence in who you are and whose you are. 
So you've been foreknown. You've been set aside. You've been prepackaged with an assignment. You have intelligence that's expanding rather than a fixed view of scarcity and lack. So people tell us, oh, you know, I wasn't good at writing. I've always been bad at spelling. I've always been bad at grammar since second grade. Well, dude, you're 82 years old now and you're still going off of something that was from decades ago. Yes, that's how many people operate is that we have fixed mindset in many areas. Carol DeWick talks about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Her beautiful book, Mindset, really outlines this concept, and I've talked about it on other podcasts. So what is your mindset concerning your capabilities, concerning your potential, concerning the dormant, latent ability that he's placed within you, the untapped power, the unreserved, the, the unused power, the reserved strength, all the things that you're capable of doing in your area of gifting, but you've yet to do, all the things that you're capable of doing in your God-given assignment that you haven't done yet, right? Jeremiah 1.8 says that you would have, uh, you wouldn't turn to the right or to the left, but that you would have a good success. So there's a good success by doing what? Walking according to the design which God made you for. So going back to a couple of basics, I'm going to lay out three more principles. I got five principles. So the first principle was number one, recognizing that you're unique and that you were conceived and before you were conceived, God knew you and he set you apart and he gave you the calling and the assignment and the grace and the gifting and he puts you in the family that you be in. So this is not haphazard. It's not by accident. It's not by um, chance, but it was by careful design, right? Principle number two, you're born to dominate. That is a powerful statement. If you unpack that word, Genesis 1.28 talks about let them, let humanity, the species, both male and female together, be the representation of the invisible God and let them corporately together have domination, mastery, um, kingdom, government over the earth, right? Some people talk about the seven spheres of influence, the seven mountains. You are here to bring value to the marketplace. That's the economic formula. His I get paid for bringing value to the marketplace. So what area are you going to attack? What sphere, what sector are you going to attack? Are you called to business? And how are you to impact business? What area, what, what value are you bringing? What problem are you solving? You might be a person who's going to buy up some trucks that are going to be the street sweepers. And you're going to start a, a street sweeping empire by coming in and getting contracts with the big retailers like Target and Walmart and, you know, the big warehouses, Costco's that you come and you clean their parking lot. And you're getting six figure contracts a month for taking care of their parking lots because you've been diligent to go out and say, you know what, I'm going to pull some resources together and I'm going to get my first truck and I'm going to work it. Then I'm going to start hiring a fleet of people and contracting with them as independent contractors to work and to build up an empire, right? You're solving a problem of picking up people's garbage. Same, sounds simple. Some people started up the pooper scooper business, picking up dogs' poop, cleaning it up, have built multi-million dollar enterprises off of it, right? All because of solving a problem. So what sphere are you going to attack? You might be a writer, and you're going to write books that influence people in an area in which you have a knowledge base of, Right? Bring value to the marketplace. Solve problems for people. Contribute. Add. What am I contributing to the society? Right? I don't know where you're at. I don't know what nation you're in. I don't know where you find yourself listening. But if you're in the Western world and you're in the United States of America, there are a lot of opportunities around you. I talked to my son 
the other day and my daughter. We were watching a whistling competition. There's a people who are professional whistlers getting paid to whistle. Now I know it's a skill, but it just seems like such a tri uh, a, a trivial, mundane, um, you know, blase thing to do. But people are getting paid for whistling. Look it up. There's people who are professional whistlers, all in commercials and doing, uh, you know, whistleovers, not voiceovers, whistleovers, and coming on soundtracks and going and performing live as a whistler, right? Getting paid for that. This is crazy. Someone sees that as valuable. So somebody honed something that was a skill, became skillful, and they contributed value. What do you have mastery over? What mountain am I taking? These are questions for you to ask. What mountain do I have mastery over? What mountain am I taking? How will I apply the gift that is inside of me? Number three, principle number three is what is in your hand, right? Do you have skillful hands and integrity of heart? The Bible says that David served the Lord through skillful hands and integrity of heart. Many people in this generation don't be want, to, want to become skillful in anything. They just want to get paid for existing because they've seen this model of a socialite, a celebrity socialite, someone who gets paid to be famous because they're famous because they're famous. That's why, right? Celebrity is supposed to have the root word celebrate, that something has somebody has done something worthy of celebration. And many times now we're seeing what looks like a fluke. So don't be deceived in thinking that you can just meander through life waiting for someone to give you direction. I asked you the question that God asked Moses in Exodus. He said, Moses, what's in your hand? That same stinky rod that you used to herd them sheep for 40 years is now going to be a mighty tool and a weapon that is going to be used to liberate a people that have been bound in captivity. You are going to be their deliverer. You are going to bring them to a place. You are going to guide them, direct them. You are going to encourage them to break free from bondage. You are going to be a deliverer, and that is you. You are a deliverer. I propose that the Father has put something in your hand, and you are a deliverer. Are you looking in your hand? What's in your hand? What is it that is comes easy for you, but is difficult for others? What is it that you find yourself doing that others struggle to do, but they call on you to do it? Number four, you have a given sphere. You've been given a sphere. Say, I've been given a sphere. What's a sphere, right? This round circle. Some say a metron or a, a domain, right? A, a place of residence that is your spot. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 talks about this. Read that verse for yourself. Um, the Lord himself, when he gave the mandate, he gave the authority to the disciples. He said, stay in Jerusalem, Matthew 10, 5. So the action, writing out what is your sphere of influence. This includes you praying for it. Pray for your sphere of influence. Answer the question, what relationships were given to me? What is my territory that I dominate? There are specific people that you're called to, specific people group. There are people in your sphere of influence. John 17, when Yeshua, the master, Jesus is praying one of his final high priestly public prayers. He says, Father, I have not lost one that you have given to me. There are people that are given to you under your care that you are responsible for. He said, to the, he said in his prayer, I've sanctified myself on their behalf. Who are you setting your life apart for? Who is in your sphere? Who's looking up to you? Who's watching you that you're not even aware of? That's watching your movement. That gets encouraged when you succeed. That believes that it's possible because of the way that you live. And principle number five, here it is, planning to win. Do you plan to win? Proverbs 16 verses 1 through 7 talks about the plans of the heart belong to the man, but the reply of the tongue comes from the Lord. You have not because you ask not. Ask big. Don't ask 
a very mediocre, small, non-faith filled request of the Lord. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm asking for my neighborhood. Lord, I'm asking for my city. Lord, I'm asking for my family members. Household salvation, right? I want my tribe saved. I want my family saved. I want a business that impacts the globe. I want to take the whole region. Father, Father, I want to see the, 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 the sick healed, the dead raised, the afflicted delivered from bondage. I want to be used as a deliverer. I want to be a voice to my generation. I want to be a light and a lamp unto people's pathway in darkness. I want to expand your instructions, your Torah. I want to take it and publish it throughout the nations through my creative endeavors and through my business. Habakkuk 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain that the herald may run with it. For the vision is for appointed time. It shall not tarry. Wait for it, he says. Wait for it. So plan to win. The, the faith, the proof of your of faith is in the power of your plan. What's the strength of your plan? If your, your planning is indicative of how much faith, my planning is indicative of how much faith that I have in the word that the Lord has spoken over me. So am I planning to win or am I planning to fail by my lack of planning? Some people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. You've heard the old saying, so are you planning to fail, right? Yeshua had plans. He's going to, we're going to get up in the morning. We're going to this city. We're going to that city. He talks about what person goes to war and hasn't counted the cost and drew up a plan. If you said you were about to go to war and you go to war with somebody, another nation, you go to war and then you realize that you didn't count the cost, you have to say, you know what, just playing. Psych, we're just kidding. We don't want any beef with you. Just kidding. So understand this is where we're called to do. Enjoy this podcast. I want you to go ahead, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. I want you to be faithful with what God's given you. Love you. Shalom. Be encouraged. Until next time, give us a review on iTunes. Tell people about the podcast. Blessing. Shalom. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.